difficult, 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 you're, you're sitting you're sitting in my apartment. I'm in your apartment. I came in with a key. I broke in. That's right. <laughs> you didn't you really didn't really invite me in. I just came That's in. That's right. I was just sitting here with my two microphones diddling myself yep. and you walked in and on I was like, "Howdy. You want to do like, a podcast?" Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and who am I? I'm Katie. I'm Marie. And this is the Difficult Woman Podcast. That's right. If you hear an airplane outside the window, it's because it's open and it's hot in here. But we are potting together in the same room in Brooklyn, New York. Set over six feet away. Yeah. We're about six feet. I measured it perfectly. Perfectly. Perfect. That's right. We're still social distancing, as you all should be. Yes. Across the world. Hell yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> my chest is turned. I know. <laughs> you had to bring it up, didn't you? Uh, well, it's just what it is. <laughs> Oh my God! This has been this has been a this has been a my heart is heavy. It's just been a rough. It's everything's rough. Everything's <laughs> pretty rough. Yeah. God. I kind of buried my sand. My sand. I buried sand. You this buried week. some sand. <laughs> <laughs> I just played in a sandbox. I all buried week. it. That's about. Good. I don't know. I mean, I never do anything much for my birthday, but this year I was like, you know, you're so lucky to be alive. Let's just celebrate every single day this week in your own way or with friends, whichever way it happens. And this week has been. It's, I've eaten a lot of food. <laughs> That's great, though. And it's no, been, and you've done so- some good things, and we've all done some good things with you. And I'm glad that we celebrated. Yes. Your birthday. So we got to go to Drag Bingo on my birthday, thanks mm-hmm. to our good friend Britt. Yes. Who opened? We've been talking about this bar, you guys. It's so great. It's on a roof called Runaway Roof in Bushwick, America. A Bushwick, America. <laughs> Bushwick, New York, USA. Drag Bingo. Katie caught uh, inner tube. <laughs> You heard the spike. The drag queen threw it at you and you caught it. And I read her mind too because she was like, two days later, I I swam in the ocean with it. Yeah, (laughs) it was was great. So fun. Thank you, drag queen bingo. Oh, it was so great. And then I went out to City Island, Queens, or no, the Bronx. It's in the Bronx. Yeah, it seemed like you had a nice seafood. Mm. Oh my God. I ate literally every little creature that comes. (laughs) (laughs) It's very fun. And then yesterday, I took myself on a little date. Um, I walked across the Manhattan Bridge, which I do have a question. Mm-hmm. There was a man, uh, I think, I believe he was homeless, possibly. Uh, he looked very comfortable in his p- home, which was the bridge now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was diddling him. He, had, he had, had his hand in his pants. Okay. And he started yelling things at me. Oh, no. I felt very, uh, you know, threatened. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't know what like you just keep going. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I just ignore them and keep going. But then I did have a real big thought because right now we're, there's so much injustice is happening and and so many things with the police that fund the police, all this stuff. But like, what do you what in that circumstance? I would not want to call the police. Right. I mean, what I, do you do? Honestly, I don't have an answer for that. But I think that there's a bigger question, which is that like, what what do we do about these? The people that are that clearly doesn't have a place to go, clearly, right? and he doesn't seem to be mentally okay. So uh, yes, why his hands is on it? His penis, yeah, exactly. On the beautiful on, Manhattan by himself, Bridge, yeah. By himself. I mean, La- I mean, like like a Greek god lounged in the in the clouds. I mean, good he for was him. lounging yeah, on the bridge a with a pillow and some quilts and stuff, and but with his hand on his dick, right. screaming at me. So what? Here's my bigger question: Why as a society are we? 
not taking care of everybody. Right. Do you know? Like, why is that not? Why is the answer to call the police? Why wouldn't the answer be to like, oh, wait, this gentleman doesn't realize, but we have a whole program, Mm -hmm. you know, that we've developed. Mm -hmm. This doesn't exist, by the way, but I'm just saying that Mm -hmm. this is what we should have. That's very, you know, it's funded by taxpayers or whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's very comfortable. It's good. And it's a safe place for people to be taken care of when they have mental problems Mm -hmm. and they don't have family or anywhere else to go uh in addition to that you know why does he not have a family you know what does his family is he come from a very poor background like why are people so poor you know we've got to take care of that as a problem so that we have more you know equality financially with people so that we're not forced to be living on the streets because there's plenty of mentally disabled people who have families and then they don't live on the streets Mm -hmm. but they may have the exact same problem that this gentleman has Mm -hmm. um but because he probably grew up in a place where he didn't have the finances the right opportunities to be taken care of, yeah mm-hmm. you know so like it definitely made issue. my brain yeah. spiral of like because i i you know your women's intuition is like oh of course and you have to take care alarm. of yourself first, absolutely obviously like absolutely. this isn't about you going up to him and being like let me help you because like what can you do in that right. moment no right. that's not the answer but as i was walking and feeling my women's intu- intuition the alarms going off and stuff and this penis out and stuff things yeah but, and of course you should feel but it was the question like who do you call in these circumstances right now and right now it's just I just kept walking and I ignored it but it's sta- I mean it's still it's the next day I'm yeah. still thinking about it because well, and then speaking of the defund the police kind of you know or mm-hmm. we weren't speaking about it, but now I'm going to speak about yeah. defunding the police <laughs> that's a that now imagine that we had taken some money away from the NYPD and put it to a mental health service right. and then you would have called, called yeah you would right. call 642 there's, right there's a gentleman up, but who obviously needs, yeah, needs help. help and is accosting women on the bridge. Right. <laughs> so it's not very safe for anybody and also not safe for him. And he's not well. And then someone who's a professional would come and then be able to right. take care of him mm-hmm. in a in a you know loving way. Right. Well, after the dick waggler of the Manhattan Bridge, oh, I walked across <laughs> and it was just beautiful. That's great. Um, and, and Manhattan was bustling. Like it was a Saturday night. Um, and what's, so I, wa- I went to Chinatown. My, oh gosh. I mean, I'm trying to be positive about this, but there were so many businesses closed and yeah, vacant yeah. Um, in Chinatown, and that was a little heartbreaking. My favorite place, Shanghai Dumpling, is closed. I don't Aww. know if they're going to open, but I did find this awesome place. I had soup dumplings, and then I walked up through Little Italy, and it felt like we were in the south of France. Oh, uh, I see. And when I say we, uh, me, when you, I was yeah, walking, royal we. Oh, it was so cool, though. See, I want to do that, too. I want to, like, do more. I've been to Manhattan once. Right. And it was the you middle of the that. afternoon, mm-hmm. and it was a... Uh, last weekend Sunday right? it yeah. was a Sunday so people were a little out of town just for like regular Sunday out of town and it was empty like there weren't a lot of people the way that there usually are in New York but it was glorious yeah it's amazing <laughs> it was kind of quiet in like the best way and people were enjoying themselves right. out and you know I don't know this this nonsense about New York is dead those people can go they can go themselves. themselves New York will never die come on oh. but here's the coolest thing yeah which my mom was a little bit anxious about when I was calling her talking to her and saying, I was like I'm gonna go ride the subway now she's, she's like what? how'd it go yeah it was incredible it was so clean I've been hearing you know two sides of it so I just I wanted to see for myself and it was I rode the Q train solid train got on canal took it to Atlantic Center and it was the cleanest having lived here for 15 years I was <laughs> just completely shocked at how beautiful the subway was and everyone was social distancing everyone was wearing masks that i saw 
the AC was a pumping. <laughs> so I, it was a really, I don't I know. I think we're really trying. I mean, there's definitely, people are really trying. And I've heard, I've heard some trains are doing great with some of that stuff. And right. some, for some reason, the, that line, some lines are not as social distanced or things like that. But you know what? Right. That's always been a thing in New York where like some lines are running better than others. I know. You, can, you know, the fancy lines. Yeah, right. And then you know the, yeah. But anyway. But I it's think great. That's, I'm glad to so hear that. So exciting. Yeah. And I'd like to make more trips into the city. You know where I really want to go, but this is a little depressing, but it would also be just cool is I really want to go to Times Square. <laughs> I do too, actually. I just see. We should go. Let's ride our bikes in. L- we should go and then record us singing Girls Poop 2 there. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. The, cr- the crowds would gather and so then it'd of course be against like we'd social distancing with like so Broadway. many thousands of people. Yeah, but we'd be on Broadway and let's do it. I love it. <laughs> I love anyway, it. we love New York if you, if yes, you can't tell. we love New York. Anyway, so. speaking of loving people, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we love emails too. Oh, we, we love New York. Best we love the email. Emails. The best, the best, the best. Such a great email. Such a great email. Such a great email. This is everybody should be writing in emails. Um, we got an email from a fan and he had just listened to the myth of virginity episode, which, which is, blew my mind and it blew his too. Yeah. And it blew very, mine, you know, I mean, very neat. there's a lot of, you know, lots of blowing information <laughs> or lack thereof. Uh, so he writes to us in his email. He says, hi, Katie and Marie. I'm loving your podcast and it's bringing me some wisdom and much needed laughs in this crazy time. The virginity episode really hit me and I thought, hey, why not write in? I'm 32 and I'm an adult male virgin. Such a weird phrase. Maybe no experience is a better way to put it. My first ever date was in March this year, just before the lockdown started here in the UK. You asked in the podcast, how would you feel if you were on a date with a guy and he told you he was a virgin? I don't think I would tell my date unless I was asked. I've thought about how the conversation might go if I got to know a girl better and we wanted to have sex. I would say, so I've never had sex. Is that a red flag for you? You talked about the married at first sight example, how if there's a big gap in sexual experience, that can make it really hard for two people to connect. It's sad, but true. I never really thought about that until the last few years. And if I'd realized it when I was younger, it might have encouraged me to explore sex sooner. I'm pretty much in the position of the woman from Married at First Sight. I sort of hope I'll meet someone who doesn't mind my inexperience, but I get that it could be a problem for a lot of people. I've thought about sex therapy, but I would find it deeply weird to be effectively paying for sex. I feel like I shouldn't have to do that. I just need to find someone I can trust and who trusts me and who's willing to give me time. I found a bit of comfort by reading this brilliant article in The Guardian and realized that there are other people out there like me. And then he linked to this great article from The Guardian and it's called uh, Later in Life Virgins at My Age It Becomes a Red Flag. Um, and cheers, Best Whiskers, um, our fan. Wonderful. This is like, this is the kind of stuff we love to hear because we want, you know, we're kind of speaking from whatever our experience is, which is limited to our experience. Um, and to receive feedback like that from an experience that I'm just not that familiar with was really lovely and eye opening. I think that it has a very much to do with our our episode too, mm-hmm. which is that the stigma around virginity. Period. Do you know what I mean? Right. And that's kind of one thing that hit me when I read that email, and that he should feel like he. First, I also feel like there is a person, someone for everyone. So I th- mm-hmm. multiple people for everyone. Yes. Yes. And so I think he, if he wants to find a relationship, if you're listening, if you want to find a relationship, you will find it. You will find somebody right. that is looking for the same thing. Because there's only one unique you. Yeah. And so, and there will be another unique partner. Yeah. And when you tell them the truth, you're just honest about your own experience, they're going to love you for it. So 
I don't know. I would say double down on it. <laughs> be calm. You know, yeah. love yourself. Be confident with your your past choices. We can never go back to our past. We have to just focus on the present day and the future and know that, yeah, you will meet somebody. Yeah. And I think also the that thing about confidence, you know, mm-hmm. w- one of the things that came up in the article that he shared with us Which was amazing. You guys, it's by um, L. Hunt uh, in The Guardian. It's, yeah, it's, it was a great read. Some really cool points yes for sure and one of which was sort of this guy talking about his experience and that the the more years that pass the more um he he loses confidence Mm. and the thing about we talk about this a lot on the podcast about meeting people and falling in love and because it's hard for everybody to find the person especially in a pandemic (laughs) especially in a pandemic um but it's hard to make connections with humans anyway but one of the things that we need to make those connections i think a lot of times is confidence and Mm -hmm. and loving yourself so don't allow this one small fact about you, which is like really not anything about who you are, right? Be the be a determining factor in whether or not you can feel comfortable like meeting people or not. Some people are going to be jerks about it. Some people are going to like you know not be cool with it. But then those aren't your people. In mm-hmm. the same way that like when we're this is not the same, but sort of the same. When we're like, oh, I'm in a band called Reformed Whores, some men are like, ooh, get the fuck out of here. And you're like, okay, well, you're definitely not my person then. Right. If you can't accept that right. about me. Yeah, then- I used to hide that information on first dates because yeah. I was afraid that the guys wouldn't be into my dreams. Right. <laughs> and in, in, in some ways too, it's like, and I don't think anyone ever has to advertise how many people they've slept with, whether it be, you know, zero or 200. But I think that there's also stigmas. And we are, they talk about the mm-hmm. article too, that we're more, we, we're more comfortable talking about being stigmatized as a slut. But that's also a thing people worry about. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's all, there's a whole gamut of things to worry about. <laughs> My point being, don't worry. <laughs> like, don't worry, be it's happy. Okay. Yeah, and be yourself. <laughs> and, and I was sort of thinking about it this morning and I know we probably made some snarky comment where we were like, what would you do if a guy told you he was a virgin? And I don't remember what we said. I hope it wasn't too snarky. <laughs> but I rethought about that question because I'm looking for a partner because what's more important to me right now, I think for you too, and I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. is finding a good partner, someone that mm-hmm. you can like really have a, share a life with and share a relationship with. And I thought, man, if I met somebody and they were perfect for me like mm-hmm. and I was like falling for them and they said hey here's the thing I've never had sex before I don't think that I in all honesty I don't think I would just like write them off immediately I think I'd be like well if you're willing to explore your sexuality with me mm-hmm. then I I would like to try that because we're ever the we're perfect right and sex is very important to me in a relationship so like if it doesn't if that wasn't the match then that would be the case. But what if we did it and then it, we had, it worked out great or we could like learn together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was like, I made me rethink sort of my priorities on that too. Well, also with this article, it really talks about online dating and how, you know, it's a great way to get out there because I, I think we all thought that the only place to meet people are at clubs and pubs and out drinking and stuff which like definitely my 20s I think that's how I met every guy oh yeah I mean (laughs) but now in my 30s I'm like how do you meet somebody and I do think I'm I think online dating is a great way especially right now because people have to kind of court you more because you're not seeing strangers or you shouldn't be folks (laughs) immediately yeah 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 since we're all you know supposed to be Social distancing. Social distancing, which is hard to date. But I think also sometimes with online dating is you can find communities of people. So you might find like like minded people. So if there's Mm -hmm. like a reason why, you know, and again, in the article, they talked about religious reasons, maybe why you've maintained your virginity, Mm -hmm. then you might be looking for someone who also has that 
mm-hmm. interest in maintaining their virginity because of their way Christianmingle.com. Exactly. But I mean, that's great for right. online stuff. That, that actually opens up a world that you maybe didn't know that those people were in your town, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think that that can be great too. Right. I don't know. I feel, and it, but it also occurs to me again, tied back into this, our podcast episode, which is that like virginity is a construct. So like the mm-hmm. minute you right. put your dick in something, you're not a virgin anymore. Mm-hmm. So then what? You know what I mean? Right. Like if you had lost your virginity at at 16 and mm-hmm. then never had sex again till 32, what is the difference? Mm-hmm. What is the difference? Right. Right. So the idea that there's any stigma around this concept, period, is crazy. Mm-hmm. And so you do you. You do you. You know how a good way to do you right now? Oh, yeah. Actually. Yeah. Is going to adamandeve.com. Yeah. Take it away. <laughs> Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff to spice up your bedroom is even better. Select almost any one item for 50% off, and then Adam and Eve loads on the free stuff. Enter offer code HORIO at checkout and get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. Ooh. Plus, free shipping. That's Horio, W-H-O-R-E-O, Horio at adamandeve.com. And we're back. All right. I'm pumped about this episode. Yeah, we're trying to find something. I, for me, at least, like, there's just been so much negative craziness happening. I'm trying to, like, I just want to talk about something from a positive perspective and yes. trying to make something positive. I um, loved when I text you and I was like, what on earth are we going to talk about? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's talk about something really happy, like Mr. Rogers. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like just, you're going to talk for an hour on Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I mean, everyone's I mean, already seen the movie. Probably gonna, but <laughs> everyone's already seen the movie. But <laughs> just wanted something happy. So we found something that has its ups and downs, but I think that the idea is we're going to try to spin the positive on this, and that is talking about Senator Kamala Harris. Yes. And can I just, so I just found out recently because mm-hmm. I heard her say her own name. Oh, can and she pronounces it Kamala. Because I was calling right. her Kamala, too. Kamala. But then there's an ad Ka- with her and Biden. She goes, I'm Kamala Harris. And I was like, oh. How do you? I can't say that. Kam- Kamala. 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 Yeah. So anyway. Kamala. Kamala See, Harris. I heard somebody say that on a podcast recently. I was like, oh, they said it wrong. Whoops. Well, I didn't know. I think that the Kamala. I'm always curious about how to pronounce names in any respect. But the key is always to listen to the person pronounce their right. own name. Because then it's always right. Kamala. So if I, because if I was like Katty, then you ha- you have to be like, no, yes, your name is absolutely Katty because I pronounce it like that, right? Kamala, Kam- Kamala. Kamala, yeah. The accent is on the first A, like in Spanish when oh. you put an accent on something. Yeah, it would be on the first A. It doesn't have. Well, an look accent. at that! I've already <laughs> learned something. Yeah, thanks for listening yeah. to difficult one. That's yeah. all. <laughs> and I think that that's true because, like I said, she said it, so I'm gonna assume. Yeah. Well, great. Well, she is. Lover or hater, she is quite an accomplished lady. I mean, her parents were super accomplished too. Yes, which I didn't. I don't. I I knew a little bit about her, but doing all this research, first from Oakland, California, born in Oakland, raised in Berkeley in the sixties. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) would that have been? Well, her parents really met cool. at Berkeley, right? <laughs> right. I think and so. they bonded over civil rights, mm. which I think is a cool, important. Yeah, they used point. to take her to protests in stroller. Yes, I saw that. That's so cool. Yeah. But her mother got her PhD, which I learned. 
She received her PhD in biology uh, the same year she gave birth to Kamal. Kamala. Yeah. I'm, just gonna, I'm so sorry, folks. This is gonna no, be I mean, problem. I think that we, a lot of people have been saying it. Kamala. So we're trying to figure it out. But I think Kamala. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Senator Harris. That's yeah, Senator Harris. Senator, Senator Harris. Harris. That is definitely uh, appropriate. But so she, she got her PhD uh, when she was pregnant and uh, with Senator Harris. Senator Harris. <laughs> which, uh, who runs the world? Ba- Girls. Badass. I know. Oh, my God. I That's watched this video. Cool. I posted on Difficult Women. It was a woman working from home while breastfeeding a newborn. And I was like, oh, my God. Women can do it all. But anyway, uh, and then her father received his PhD from Berkeley in uh, economics. Yeah, so if that's too not setting up a smart, a stock. brilliant woman. <laughs> I, I mean, what the, and strong, know. powerful lady. And his and her father is from uh, Jamaica, and her mother is from India. Yes, look at that. It's pretty cool. Cool Very background. Cool. Um, she got her degree, her uh, undergraduate degree at Howard University in Washington D.C. I was going to ask historically did, black college. Yeah, did you know Howard? When you grew up in D.C.? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're very, very aware of Howard University. Like I said, it's a historically black college, so huge percentage of the people that go mm-hmm. are black. Um, so, and I, and I also read that she chose Howard University specifically mm. because, and as you may or may not have heard during the debates, she was accusing Joe Biden of not being pro-busing system during yeah. the segregation thing in the 70s when there was like the second wave of busing. And she was like, I was one of the kids that got bused to the like better schools and it helped her, you know, because she was coming mm-hmm. from a black community and was moved, was being bused into a white community. And um, so, but because of that, she did then attend primarily white schools growing up. She also is in like middle school. They moved to Montreal, which is pretty. Which white I've heard there. a lot of radical like right people be like, she's Canadian. It's like, oh and my god, get the fuck out! I know, give me a fucking break. <laughs> get out of uh, here! Yeah, it's so annoying. But yes, she did live in Canada for a little while and did middle school and high school in Montreal, but also in a primarily white school. So she actively chose to go to Howard because she mm. is black and she mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, learn amongst you know black people and get out of that white super super white mm-hmm. environment which i think is great because that's just sort of an, there's an awareness there that her mm-hmm. education is going to be skewed toward white stories <laughs> if you're right. in a white environment so mm-hmm. to be able to like surround yourself then with um people that look like you i think is important mm-hmm. so um and then there at howard she studied economics and Social, no, what was it? Uh, uh, political science. Political science, yeah. Political, I was like, social studies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she um, got her, she was like, uh, what was it, assistant DA in, I want to say San Francisco. Yes, in San Francisco. And that's how she started her career and um, was with a focus on sex offenders. Right. And trying to prosecute sex offenders, which I think is really cool. Then she's sort of been working up the ranks. She became the DA of um, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And that's where people then start to freak out. Right. So a district attorney is somebody that um, sort of fights for the state. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And a public defender would come in and maybe defend people that, you know, or maybe have committed the crime, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And then it was Kamala's job to kind of say like... Yeah, we're going to put this guy in jail for a long time. Right. 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 So a lot of times like district attorneys don't jive with 
Democrats. Ah. So she's put her, she right. actively she's- put herself in a tough position mm-hmm. in terms of like being popular amongst people. Right. But she says that she did it because she wanted to change the system from the inside out. So if she became a public defender, she would just be doing the same thing that most right. Democrats do. Right. But if she becomes the quote unquote bad guy, mm-hmm. she can go in there and then try to work, work the system from the inside, which I totally relate to this notion. Mm-hmm. Like this is the kind of stuff I always say, like, don't preach to the choir, like change it from the, the inside. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I do actually really respect people give her a lot of shit for that. But I actually respect that choice that she made. And I think even her parents I read were very worried right. when she was like, I'm going to be a DA. They were like what you're gonna become one of the bad guys right and she was like i really think that this is how we make change Mm. she's the type of person i don't know her personally but when she makes her mind up about something she is just loyal to that idea or or you know with the death penalty she's completely against the death penalty she had she was 30 years ago she is still today and i think that that for I mean, I do think people can change and stuff, but like, but she really believes in being against the death penalty. But I just think, I mean, it's like holding to your gun or or sticking to your... Yeah, totally. But one of the things people don't like about her is that they call her kind of wishy-washy on some of these things because she, she does seem to stick to her guns on some of these things. But then also, uh... When she was the attorney general of California, mm-hmm. she declined to support two ballot initiatives that would have banned the death penalty. And a lot of people then say, you know, you say you're anti-death penalty and you but had an opportunity you? to like make this illegal and you're not doing it. Mm. The thing about her that I've sort of gleaned is that she also has like a reason for everything. And it's mm. not some people accuse her of being um that like maybe she was trying to saddle up to somebody politically and that's why she didn't do it. But if it's, and maybe that's true. I can't, I don't, mm. I can't hundred percent say all these things, but I think that in addition to that, she seems to make decisions using a lot of logic, which we're not always used to. <laughs> right. So, which is great. So like maybe there's a reason why that particular, she gave them that, but then she went after a bigger fish maybe. Or, or that like that, that ballot or... initiative maybe like had something else tied to it that we're not talking about. Mm-hmm. I think there's just more right. story there. Right. So I think because there was another example that people get really, really upset about. There was a town hall that uh, Jake Tapper did with her uh, when she was running for president. And he asked her, why had you opposed a bill to ensure independent investigation when police use fatal force? So this would be like, let's say police does some police brutality that hmm. she, according to Jake Tapper, opposed a bill that would allow an independent investigation into that police officer to hold them accountable. Like right. the, these are things that we want to have happen right now. Mm-hmm. So why did you oppose it? And she says um, that she never took any position on the bill or ballot initiative because of her duties as attorney general. Uh, and she was sort of claiming that I just never took an opinion about these bills because I it would have been a conflict of interest. But as it turns out, she actually did take positions on bills that came through mm-hmm. and they were able to prove that. And then she said, oh, well, I misunderstood the question. Oh, no, I yeah, don't like it, it when people do that. Yeah, stuff like that. But then at the end of the day, when you go through all the things like, well, then what did she really mean? When they did a real fact check on it, they found that in this particular case, and she should have just maybe said this instead of like not saying it. But one of the issues was that if they had passed that bill, what it would have meant for other DAs, locally elected DAs, is they would have had less control over the investigations. And 
because she had been a DA, she understood the unique issues that come with being a DA. So she didn't want to pass that, but she had feelings about that particular bill because it like affected the amount of whatever, you know, what what it would be to be a DA. So she was using her own experiences to make her decision, which is logical. Right. Even though the outcome is not what people necessarily wanted. They did say later though that um she did uh she did then later came around to come around to some of this thinking in terms of like b- doing independent investigations and she did come out with a recommendation to uh start doing independent investigations and helped assist in those moving so she changed so that in the end it changed so yes she opposed that bill initially mm-hmm. but then in the end she mm-hmm. did like move things forward but people consider that wishy-washy you know what i mean right. they consider that like not um, and I understand why people get upset about it because right. that that's like the biggest complaint about her is well I know that she's kind of gone been a little bit wishy-washy on healthcare too right like supporting like saying healthcare for all but then still including in the things that she's proposed having private you right know, the, exactly the horrible people out there yeah right but um but now she's really coming out with Medicare for all so I mean here's the thing I just think that politicians especially I mean a woman like Hey, Moloch. Kamala. Kamala. <laughs> okay. Kamala. 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 You should hear her Think say about it. Kamala. 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 Once I have it in my brain, be, I can't I say know, it right. It's hard, Kamala. Um, and the same thing how I kind of feel about Hillary Clinton is that when you have your life's work is meant for good. Right. And it gets tricky when you start running for a political office because then you're being scrutinized for so many things that you've done in the past where like, I bet if we went, had a time machine, went back to where her stance, like her, her intentions were good. But now that it's, you know, 30 years later, well, I think we also, can say, how dare you? And I think what, in addition to what you're saying, just to like put it one level in, is that like it's context. Right. Decisions are made in context. So and we're living in this world where everything is taken out of context and you look at one little microscopic decision and you don't see the bigger picture of maybe why that decision was mm-hmm. made at that time. Mm-hmm. And time does matter, you know. I mean, it's interesting, even with the busing thing, something that popped up that's sort of unrelated, but, you know, so she really went in on Biden about like. Oh, yes. About the busing and being against busing. That girl was me. This is sort of interesting to me. Apparently, Biden. um when he was interviewed about busing in the 70s in a 1975 interview, his quote on his quote was this. And I think this is an interesting thing. But again, context. Right. Mm-hmm. So he said in 1975, Biden, the new integration plans being offered are really just quota systems to assure a certain number of blacks, Chicanos or whatever in each school. That to me is the most racist concept you can come up with. What it says. You no, know, if you just take that out of context, then that sounds like Biden's racist. But then he goes on to say, what it says is, in order for your child with curly black brown hair, brown eyes, and dark skin to be able to learn anything, he needs to sit next to my blonde haired, blue eyed son. That's racist. And I think the point being Mm -hmm. that why are we busing Mm -hmm. kids into another school? Why aren't we fixing fixing the the school system? So to like, again, everything is context. And people Mm. love to shit on Biden for being like, 
you know, for the busing or whatever, right? But then what was the context in 1975? What was he trying to actually do? What was he, what was, ah, what was, you know? Fascinating. So I think that like, this is where we are losing the plot as humans and Americans and in this whole political jumble right now in terms of how we're determining who's going to be a good president, who's not going to be a good president, who's going to be a good um and I think Kamala Harris, <laughs> I'm doing it too now. <laughs> Sorry, is is a is a good example of this too. I know some people that are just hate her, just hate, hate. Well, hate I tuned into Fox News just to see what they were saying about her and talking about context. They the editing jobs right. that they do on this shit on Fox News. I mean, and the stuff that they were saying, but also just like taking things out of context and slicing it and just hearing like little sections of what she would say right. and then make it a grander thing. I mean, they think she's a, co- a communist, a socialist. So uh, this is what's crazy. She hates, she's they, racist too. And yeah, you're yeah. like, what? Yeah, so that's the Fox News version of that story. Right. Then there's a super like liberal Bernie Sanders supporters and they, and they hate her because of her record with... Um, as a DA and as mm-hmm. attorney general and like not they don't feel like she did enough for um, police, police brutality, brutality. Mm-hmm. and and she put a lot of people in jail for various reasons because that's what you do as a DA um, and so there's a lot of anger there and understandably I'm not even gonna say right. that you don't have a reason you that's a good reason good to reason. be skeptical and whatever there was this really great article that came out and I read it when it came out and I could not find it um but y'all should try to find it I don't know but it was a woman <laughs> who had been a um a public defender in San Francisco when Kamala Harris was a DA and she says everyone uh, she's like I am so liberal and I want Total police reform. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I want as, uh-huh. you know, and I, that's one of the reasons why I've become a public defender. I knew K- Kamala Harris. I knew her as a DA. I worked with, against her. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? We were working, whatever. I also knew all the other DAs that were in that department. And she was by far the most liberal of all mm. of them. And she was only able to push the envelope as far as she could push it. You know, she did push right. it. But she was not able to do, you know, you would like to see her go in and change these things overnight. But she's one woman trying to make these changes. And it, you can't, it just, it, she would, she just couldn't do, she couldn't do the leaps and bounds that we would like to see. And that was this woman's uh, defense of her mm-hmm. and saying that, you know, if you want a liberal DA, that's about as liberal as they get. So that that's worth... She had to pick her battles, I'm sure. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's worth noting. And I think it's also worth noting that one of her most controversial decisions was when she, des- uh, she didn't pursue the death penalty against a man who had murdered a San Francisco police officer. And at the funeral... Uh, oh, the yeah. senator delivered a eulogy that. in which she criticized Harris and the audience gave a standing ovation, um, which was mostly police officers. So she like actively has done things against the police. And we know now right. how and powerful the police, the police hated union. her for they, ye- still hate yeah, they still hate her. The police unions hate her. And she was the attorney general, which is the top police officer. Mm. The attorney general is like the mm-hmm. position in which you are like there to protect the police officers. And if the police officers hate you, that's mm. a lot about you trying to make moves to reform right (laughs) especially with the police unions and the way the police and we're finding this out more and more and more that the mentality within the police is almost like we are a family and almost like we can do no wrong Mm -hmm. so if you're not with us you're against us so again this idea that she's 
it speaks volumes to me that she is a, a, a she is the police. She was mm-hmm. the police, mm-hmm. and the police didn't like her because she was pushing back against the police. Mm-hmm. So, isn't that who we want in office right. right now? Isn't that what we want? Is to push against the unions, but then it's like she's lose lose because the unions the poli- she doesn't have support from the police, but then she's not getting the support from the liberals because they think she is the police. Oh God, that makes me kind of sick. Yeah. So I think that like I, I one of the reasons why I feel like I want to talk about her today was to make a make a make a make a call for people that have been really against her to try to see her from a different point of view a little mm-hmm. bit and not just um and like we should with everybody see everybody in full context and not mm. just in the one you know that one thing she didn't pass the one bill she didn't pass or the three bills she didn't pass, or that guy she put in jail like and maybe sometimes there was a mistake you know what i mean right. and maybe she would even well, there's say that full and, evidence thing did you read about the there was something about there was lots of different trials but they needed the evidence of this cocaine and then somebody went in to the the evidence room and oh the, right and stole and yeah took the cocaine right 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 <laughs> it's like is this miami vice um no but and then they threw, but they, she withheld the evidence or something yeah I don't know. and then they had to throw out all those drug cases right so, like, because they didn't there's have definitely the proper been evidence because she was covering you know, i mean there's right there's some things but and you know look, i'm not i don't know and i'm not gonna say i'm not really here to like fully defend her i'm just here to like Oh, paint the picture a little bit broader so that people have more information right and they're not just going by like a head a headline or a meme that somebody posted about her you mm-hmm. know and because there's so much of that right now right so do a little more due diligence is all i'm saying well all i have to say too in 2010 when she did become the attorney general she was the first woman to be elected into that job of california and they said that there's pictures of 40 white men right. and then her right so and i want to say she's the she was the first black woman to be elected district attorney in cal district attorney in california history the first woman to be a california attorney general first indian american senator and now the first black woman and first asian american to be picked as vice presidential running mate on a major party ticket so i mean like that's a lot Work, of bitch you know i mean that's a lot yes. of um it made me think, and I know she doesn't like to be compared to uh, Obama, nor should she because she's a different person, but it did make me think a lot about my feelings about Obama too because Obama, I love Obama, but he was not a perfect president either. No president has been, uh, of course. But one of the things that people get really upset with Obama, and I feel this too sometimes, is that he didn't do enough mm-hmm. for the black community. Mm-hmm. He really didn't. And I had a conversation with somebody that I know who's biracial who was really defending Obama and saying like I get it I hear people say that all the time that like he didn't do enough for the black community he's like but there's also that he was the first black president he was the he's he had to dance so he had a hard enough time as he could barely get anything past period so he was trying to dance this toe this line and I think that in a similar way Kamala Harris has to deal with some of those things too right where people expect her, you know, because she's a person of color, they expect her to go in and then change the system and mm-hmm. support, you know, people of color 100% every single time. But it's just sort of not how things work. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry that they don't, you know, and I, I would like to see it be more like that, too, where she could just go in and then be like, nope, this is how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's just what what job in the world allows you to just go in and then change everything all at once, you right. know? Right. And the only t- way that that's happened so far has been Trump kind of coming in and doing all these executive orders. And it's not that's not American. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. like one of the reasons why we don't like Trump is because he just has his own agenda and he's not serving the people. He's nope. just doing his own thing. Mm hmm. 
Well, one thing we can really give to her is that she's a fighter and she will fight for us. And I can't wait to see her debate Mike Pence because we've watched her in Senate hearings with Brett Kavanaugh and with, um, oh, what was it? How oh, is that white? He looks like a grim one. Oh, yeah. Jeff Sessions. Jeff Sessions. Yeah. yeah. He almost <laughs> cried. Oh, I he, mean, he, he had to like stop and be like, I can't, I can't. This makes these, me so this nervous. Makes me nervous. You're it's making like, me nervous with the time. But no, she just, over. I mean, she's so good at her job. And that was actually one of the reasons why I really wanted Stacey Abrams. She would have been my choice for VP. Um, and it's like, I get all this. Like, I didn't want Biden. I didn't even really want Kamala Harris. I wanted Stacey Abrams. But like, <laughs> that's now that we're here. The thing that I when I texted you about when she we knew that she had won, won the yeah, choice. Yeah, I was I was relieved in that. I know she is a tough cookie and I felt mm-hmm. confident in her abilities to like stand up for herself. Mm-hmm. And I was worried with I mean, Tammy Duckworth is amazing in her own right. Absolutely. But I was just worried that she would get a little more steamrolled in mm-hmm. some of these things. And because Biden is going to get steamrolled. Right. We know that that's going to happen. He's not very good on his feet in that way. <laughs> so he needed somebody that's like super, super strong and. I don't know. She spoken. I mean, she does not seem afraid of anybody, and I think that that makes me hopeful too. (laughs) Right. So here's one other thing I'd like to talk about with all of this. For those of you that are out here undecided about voting for Biden Harris ticket because you don't like the ticket, I get it. I like to. I get it. I get it. It is not the ticket that I wanted by any means. We had an opportunity, you know, during the when we were we had all these people running there were so many people i was excited about that were not joe biden you know what i mean like oh, yes. i there were so many people i would have preferred over him i read this interesting article again will not cite my source cuz i can't remember what it was i'm just thinking of it now but i read this interesting article about how a lot of the super super progressives one thing that they are not understanding is that we are not so much of the country is not on board with Bernie Sanders. They're not on board mm-hmm. with Elizabeth Warren. They're not mm-hmm. ready. For, they don't want that. They're too radical. Do I right. like that? No, mm-hmm. I think it's terrible. Everyone should just get on board. These ideas are not even that crazy. But <laughs> but the point is, they you're underestimating how conservative America is. Mm-hmm. And I think if we really want to beat Trump, then I kind of get why Biden People voted for Biden. Sorry, guys. Did the DNC fuck around there? That is something worth exploring for <laughs> sure. I don't feel great about that by mm-hmm. any means. But the, I also just feel like we're, here's where we're at. Mm-hmm. And this idea that 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 Trump would be better. I mean, I, I don't I, I don't understand the not voting for Biden Harris. No. I just don't. understand. No, I don't it. get it either. And I'm not trying to shame anybody. I get it's not helpful to say, like, what's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you do that? But I just am curious, like what don't, are you not so concerned about what will happen in the next four years if we because you have an opportunity if you're really, really progressive, mm-hmm. you actually have an opportunity to be heard and have real change happen if we get Biden Harris in office. You do not have that opportunity. Not. We don't want to see what if would Trump happen gets, if no, Trump gets reelected. I don't want that. no. This is the most important election of our lives. It really, truly is. And if you're still on the fence, if you're still, if Trump, this, I mean, it m- makes me insane. Yeah. If you, I mean, I could start listing all the reasons why you shouldn't vote for Trump, but you know better. And the ticket is Trump versus Biden. That's it. If you start voting independent, I swear to God, <laughs> I'm going to come to your fucking house. <laughs> 
but anyway. and it's like and i get it and we can totally have a conversation about that and like how our system is kind is of we, broken yeah, the anyway the par- party system yep. is broken i completely agree you know what but that's not the election is in what 80 something days so i don't know what day right. it is but it's so close and it is biden and trump those are our options do not write in elizabeth warren although she would have been a really wonderful right. president don't write her name in no that she's not on the ticket. No. And also we're in an unprecedented time too where you, they are trying to suppress voting so much. So much. That we need everybody all hands on deck. We really, really do. And I know some people are listening to this and they're getting annoyed at us for like, you know, denying. And look, you do have the right to vote for who you want to vote for. You right. do have that the right. American. To, you have the right to not your, vote. Right. You know, you can right. you can do all those things. And there's maybe little we can say right now that would convince you otherwise. But I just... I just don't I don't know what else to do. I don't and, know. And say if you're un, undecided still, just shoot us an email. It, we will not share the email. We'll just have a private conversation with you. But let's talk because or, or let's even not, if you're decided to not vote, if you right. want to send us an email, I would. Or if I would you're going to try to vote more. for Joe Stein again or something. I don't right, know. Right. Like, let's have a conversation. It can be a completely private conversation. But we are legitly scared for our bodies, for our friends' bodies. Yeah. Like, this is a serious, serious thing. We're at war. I swear to God, we are at war. We're already in war, yeah. The other thing I would, I just have a question. If you're a kind of person that does not want to vote for Biden and you want to send a message, like, to the DNC and say, like, look, we're not going to put up with your nonsense anymore, so we're not going to vote for Biden, what is the desired outcome? You know, d- mm. does the DNC even know that you didn't vote? <laughs> Do you right. know what I mean? What is the what? What? Even if you vote for third party, okay, that's clearly like um, then you protesting the DNC. What is your desired outcome? Is your desired outcome that then Trump wins? Mm-hmm. Because that's what's going to happen. So I think wouldn't it be more productive to have the desired outcome be let's pick someone that's. A, even if it's a small step in your mind, a step closer to your ideals mm. so that then we can get your ideas in there. But if you vote for Trump, you're voting for somebody that will not listen to you ever again. And 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 the other thing I just want to say, too, is some people are like, I really hate Biden. I really hate Harris. OK, you're allowed to hate them. That's totally fine. You're not voting for Biden and Harris. You're voting for their Supreme Court picks. You're voting for their uh, the people that they put into their cabinets and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Those people are so important to our political systems. And I think that we get so caught up in the specifics of the president and the vice president. That it almost doesn't matter mm-hmm. who the president and vice president are. Is for, Trump is cabinet, insane. Yeah. Trump is terrible. But Trump isn't the one doing all the damage, really. Right. It's like all the people that he has surrounding him that are allowing him to make mm-hmm. these decisions. They And it's not Trump making these decisions. He's too fucking dumb. It's the people right. around him that are doing this. Right. I think that that is also something that I'm trying to move away from, too. It's like, I hate Trump, whatever. It's not about him. Mm-hmm. It's about the system that is now taking over in place. We Trump could have die of a heart attack tomorrow. And, and it wouldn't change anything. Exists, yeah, yes. it's not like mm-hmm. that's going to change much. It's not right. like, oh, ding dong, the witch is dead. It, it won't matter. Right. Because we've already put something, some literally evil presence in place. Mm. And that is how we get rid of it is by voting in somebody else. Now, if you want to argue that Biden is also evil, 
are you have, really have you seen what's happening right, right now it's just not it's apples and oranges what is this saying that uh people are uh one issue voters one yeah well there's okay so then one. there's that so then there's some people that hate trump republicans but they're christian quote unquote, right quote unquote and they're only abortion and that's all they care about is uh abortion but and been, i i yeah. just i don't understand that well so i've been reading all these studies too about the, the like Statistically, <laughs> you if you're truly against abortions, then you should be voting Democrat. Yes. It's all there. Yeah. We fight. We give women's rights. We provide birth control. There will be less abortions if you vote Biden. Yeah. It, that's the truth. Yeah. So what's happening? Right. Because the thing is, like, the less information that we have about sex, and we've talked about this yes, in the pod, the less yeah. information we have about safe sex and, mm-hmm. well, pra- you know, safe practicing sex, uh, less access we have to birth control and uh, any kind of birth information. We've talked about sex ed on the podcast before, too, mm-hmm. how sex ed, if you have proper sex ed, you learn that young people and, and anybody can practice sexual activities that do not involve intercourse if they right. want, if mm-hmm. they're worried about getting pregnant. There's all these options. But to then just say it's... Abstinence and da-da-da. Yeah, then, the, then you course, are in trouble. There's going to be more pregnant. Pre- I mean, be the statistics are there. They have been doing... They've been studying this stuff for 50 years. You can look back and it's, it's just there. Yeah. So... So if you really, 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 really care about um, anti-abortion, then vote Democrat. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell your friends. I think that here's the friends. other thing. Yeah. And tell, you, <laughs> tell, and tell your, your friends. friends. <laughs> but I do think that like, th- I've been thinking a lot about, so you know me, like I love to get into Facebook arguments with strangers. And I, got I didn't into, log on to Facebook this week that's too. That's Happy birthday me. <laughs> yes. I need to like get off because I hit a like a heartbreaking wall oh no to like this week it's just like just broke. reading other people's reading other people's comments and then getting into this like getting into it with this one particular woman I was you know me like I say like we're fighting but I'm very like kind and I'm very like just trying to be like how please Do you explain know this person no <laughs> it was like somebody we met on tours like page so it wasn't even the page that I was on wasn't even someone I knew very well but he was very liberal so that was cool and then his friend or somebody that just was like out of her mind I mean just mm-hmm. you know and why am I even engaging but it was about Black Lives Matter stuff and she was pulling out all those like well what about black on black crime and I was like why are you even bringing this up why like what are you insinuating you know because there's a part of me too where I just want people to be like I'm racist I'm racist because like you are ra- if, <laughs> right. you're, if, if you're if you're making those that's arguments your defense. yeah you are racist you just don't want to admit it so like I was sort of trying to like gently edge her just I just wanted to hear her say it I was did like, you write r dash <laughs> I should have just said <laughs> well I was also just trying to point r. out r. that like these arguments and she'll say like well the statistics I'm like let me tell you about statistics and by the way I just want to throw this one out there if anybody hears the like black on black what about black on black crime first of all it's unrelated to police the brutality. conversation mm. the conversation so that's just a way to deflect the conversation away from police brutality so there's that secondly no we no one talks about white on white crime oh yeah and, right and most crime, most crimes committed against white people are per- per- perpetrated by white people. Mm-hmm. Most crimes committed mm-hmm. against black people are perpetrated against black people. The reason why that is, is because most crimes are perpetrated by people that we know. The people <laughs> Ooh, that are already in our, yeah, yes. by your yeah. husband, by your boyfriend, by your neighbor, by your boss, by your employee. It's by people that are already in your community. And because we live in a segregated country... 
most black people still live in black communities and most white people still live in white communities. So yeah, like black on black crime, there's a lot of that. There's also a lot of white on white crime. So I just, I'm so tired of hearing that shit. And when you say that, what you are implying is that black people are violent. Mm -hmm. And that's racist. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was trying to get her. Anyway, the long story short. (laughs) Did she school her? (laughs) I mean, she just, the thing is that she's not listening. And I'm trying to sort of explain. She wants to like whatever. And so I got to a point where I was like trying to like go through her points. And then she got to this point where she just started being like, Democrats just want like sex trafficking to you know be whatever and And she's like like, these crazy and yeah I I was like and I said to her I was like we never I never even said I was a Democrat Ah. I never said I was a Republican I never said I was a Democrat I never said I was a socialist I never said you brought and she was also the other thing I've been hearing from Republicans (laughs) a lot is that the Democrats are trying to divide us and that Black Lives Matter is trying to divide us and I'm like no you are trying to divide us right now in this conversation by labeling mm. me as a Democrat. Huh? Mm. That's not what we're talking about. Mm. That's the pol- that's the politicization. Mm. I'm trying to talk about freedom and justice for all. Mm-hmm. You're right. having a different conversation. You're trying to prove to me that Democrats are evil. Right. Two this is two. Different. We're having two yeah. separate conversations. Right. So anyway, <laughs> the reason I bring all that up is that I think I just like I I'm I think I'm getting closer to like giving I'm I'm getting closer to giving up on um trying to talk to people online anymore. And what I want to do instead is focus on like what can we do that's positive? Mm. What are things that I can do mentally stay in like more of a positive state and then like actively like what are actions I can take? So I bring this up this mm-hmm. very long story <laughs> to beseech all of you listeners. This is something that I think we can all do together. If we can all just take little actions, not fighting people anymore. And I'm I'm the most pot calling kettle black here. Where's Katie? I know. But like, let's stop with the fight. I'm done. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we should not fight people on Facebook. But what are things we can do? Like, how do we get people to help people register to vote? Let's Mm -hmm. do those actions instead. Mm -hmm. How do we and you can post about like where people Mm -hmm. can go to vote. If how do you who do you need to talk to to try to get, you know, you have an undecided voter friend. Don't yell at them. Don't call them stupid for voting for thinking about voting for Trump. Just help give them some more resources so that they can make a good decision, you know, and be supportive and with a loving whatever. Like, Mm. let's all with our three listeners, (laughs) like if we can, however many of you are there. But like, let's all like, do you want to like join in Mm. a pact with us to do good things? Oh, I love that. You know, and like, let's make some phone calls to to support Biden Harris, you know? I've signed up for Vote Save America. And I signed up to. What did you adopt? Pennsylvania. Oh, look at us with our babies. North Carolina and Pennsylvania. See? Um, So uh, votesaveamerica.com. Highly recommend doing that. I just came across tie-dye for Biden. Oh. Oh, my God. I'm obsessed. What is it? (laughs) Uh, If you donate $25 towards the Biden campaign, uh, they will send you a tie-dyed T-shirt that says Biden-Harris on it. Great. Great. That's for free. Wonderful. For free. Tie-dye for Biden. Love Amazing. it. There's a wait list because obviously. There was another <laughs> um there was another movement that was like and I have to look into this more so I don't know if I totally support them yet or not, but I like this idea from what I get glean from it that apparently every time uh Trump tweets something terrible, there's like an agreement that everybody donates just like a micro donation Ooh. to Black Lives Matter. Love it. Things like that. that. Let's do that. Let's turn the negative hateful shit into like positive momentum mm-hmm. because I'm tired of feeling scared and sad and I want to feel optimistic and like Mr. Rogers said that when he was scared his mother's always said you should look to the helpers don't look at the bad stuff look to the helpers when you feel bad (gasps) 
and when you're scared. Look to the so let's look to the helpers, everybody, and let's all become helpers and um, do what we need to do. Well, and as Kamala, Kamala, do you know they say she's, this is a totally random fact, but she did. She is married, and um, she has two step children, and they call her Mamala. Yeah, I love that too. I also kind of love that she married later in life. Yeah, me too. I love it. And then wait, what did her mom tell her? It's like, don't be the, f- you can be the first in something, but don't be the last. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. Wow. You it's guys. a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. I mean, I yes, let's make mine. it a beautiful day in the neighborhood oh, and be friends with our neighbors and community organizing. What a concept. Wow. You know, let's love each other. We got this. We got this. You we- guys, we got this. Love defeats hate. And <laughs> somebody help me. <laughs> like losing my mind. <laughs> Check out Vote Save America, you guys. Please vote. Um, yes. Yeah, and send us an email. <laughs> Why not? Come on, come on, Kamala. 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 I'm going to play a video for you. Kamala. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone rings. Every morning at 10 in the morning, my cell phone sings. Time to take my birth control. Time to take my birth control. Because I love you, baby, but I don't. Makes me fat, but the baby I'm twice the size of that. So I always take my bird control, yeah. Always take my bird control. Cause I love my body, baby, it'd be bigger with the baby, so I always take my bird control.